The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. In this episode, we continue our series on the top 10 things we've learned in our 22-year lesbian relationship. We're not psychotherapists, but we are lesbians with 22 years and counting in the books. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. Hi. Hey there. Welcome back to class. This is the second of a three-part series we're doing on the top 10 things that we've learned in our 22-year lesbian relationship. So, just to give you a taste, in case you missed the previous episode, number 10 was choose your battles. Number 9 was accept responsibility for your feelings. Number 8 was not every issue needs to turn into a psychotherapy session. And number 7 was learn how to fight. Learn how to have a really good fight. Mm, mm-hmm. And for more information on all of that, you can listen to the previous episode. Um, and we also wrote it up in, in our blog. So we'll put the links to that in the show notes. Okay. But this episode, we are going to move on with things six, five, four, and three. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes here. I'm like, how do you count backwards? All right. Ready? So number six. Okay. Ready. Number six is use a personality assessment tool. There are so many of them out there. There are so many, and we, they're fun. <laughs> we don't have fun. experience with all of them, Mm-mm. but we have done a handful, and mm-hmm. even just the few that we've done... So helpful. ...has really helped us, yeah. So extremely helpful, and some of the ones that we've done are the Enneagram, Clifton Strengths, the love languages. Mm-hmm. Those are the only ones I remember. You think we should prepare pause. for these episodes <laughs> by making some notes. Um, but really, though, you the might want to take first one. Yeah, oh, go ahead. And, and and if you're spending, you know, a nice stretch of time with this person, you can take them at different times of your relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we took the love languages because we weren't communicating very well and we were looking things up and we're like, Oh, I think we need to take this assessment and it helped us. Yes. 
do we, do we want to share sure. what our what yeah. our results were? Mm-hmm. Okay, you go first. So my top love language was a tie between words of affirmation and acts of service. And then right below that, for number two, separated by just one point, was giving and receiving gifts. And all of that really made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Now, in contrast, when I took this love languages test, it said giving and receiving gifts for me was my very, very last one. And my, my top one was words of affirmation. Mm. So yeah. even just that information alone. Very helpful. Really helped, yeah, to validate, yeah. To, to validate who we are <laughs> basically mm-hmm. to ourselves and mm-hmm. to help the other person understand us. And it is, I think, taking these assessments, they're kind of interesting because it's something somebody creates and it feels impartial <laughs> in a way, right? I mean, it feels like... It's a third party. It's, it's this neither neutral, one of us. Yes. Yeah. And so because of that, and as long as you feel like, hey, this matches up with me, mm-hmm. like it rings true for you, mm-hmm. use those results, you know? So for instance, one of the things, one way this helped us, so toast as she just shared, uh, receiving, giving and receiving gifts was towards the bottom of her list or at the bottom. It was way on the bottom. And then for me, it was the second in, in my list. And it made sense after all. It was tied for first. No, it was, it was second. Oh, for me, the, the two top tied for first. Yes. I stand corrected. Yes. But what was helpful to realize this through an assessment test of all things is to see that whenever I would go crazy putting together gifts for toast for her birthday and wanting to wrap them beautiful, beautifully and then displaying it in a certain way on her birthday. So she wakes up and she goes out to the living room and then it's all on this counter. I don't do that anymore <laughs> because the response I would tend to get was, was kind of lackluster. Like she was, I could tell you were grateful. Thank God. I could tell you were grateful, but it just... It, it was literally like it, you didn't speak that language. It was like, oh, thanks. That was nice. Oh, wow. You know, like, like, thanks. That was nice. And I would internalize that and take it like, oh, you don't like the gift. Oh. Or, oh, you're not. I thought this was a good one. You're not mm. into it. Mm. You're not into it because it's not your language when it comes to love. So me throwing gifts at you didn't make you feel any more loved. Mm, Correct. Because it didn't have that, you know, oomph to it. I mean, and again, I appreciate it. No, I know you appreciate it, but it was just that level. The the instinctive response Mm -hmm. is, yeah, it's not It's not right there. It's not right right there. And And that's what the whole love languages test is about because we'd never really explained explained it. But um, there's a website out there if you just Google it. It'll take you to the, I'm sure it'll bring up the results. You can take a, a pretty quick test and it'll tell you what Which it is thinks free. your love languages are, mm-hmm. meaning what types of acts or words or touch, you know, like speaks to you that you're loved. What carries currency mm-hmm. in, in your beingness yeah. when, what makes you feel loved. Yeah. And then on the flip side of the gift issue, because Toast doesn't naturally value that, so for have... gifts for me, she wouldn't 
you know, make it a big deal. Yeah, I have. It might be something like one thing (laughs) (laughs) where it was like, okay, like, oh, that's nice. Then it would be my turn, right? Oh, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) So then Toast had to learn like, oh, this is one of your, this is your language. Okay, let me do this. I can do this. And that's the thing that's so helpful is you start to see that what your partner is doing is not personal. Yes. It is not personal. And that's the huge value of these assessment tests. Mm -hmm. You know, again, we mentioned Enneagram. We mentioned Clifton Strengths. Clifton Strengths has been the other one. I I think the two main ones for us have been the Love Languages one and Clifton mm -hmm. Strengths. Yeah. So you can also Google uh, Clifton Strengths Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, that, that's another test. I think it, that one takes a little more long, I think. That one um, you have to pay for. Oh, even for the... Clifton Strengths? For, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You have to pay for it, but you don't have to get the whole shebang report, okay. although I would encourage you to get the, get the full report because what Clifton Strengths does is that it measures a person's natural talents. What are they naturally good at? So for instance... Toast, <laughs> Toast sometimes drives me crazy because she's such a deep thinker. Like she's thinking about this and think, and then when we're having conversation, she's going so deep and I'm like, exhausted. Do we have to do this? Like for the, do we have to continue talking about this? Like what is going on? Like I ask one question and then she's just going down this rabbit hole, but she has certain strengths that deep thinkers tend to have. And she has those strengths in her top five. So it was really validating to see, oh, she's just, she's not trying to make me crazy. (laughs) She is just naturally wired like that. Thinks deep, collects information, you know, all these different things. And what's interesting about the Clifton strengths is they are very explicit about saying, this is how a person the person is just how they came into the world. It doesn't have to do with their cultural background. Right. It doesn't have to After do years of with how they research. were raised necessarily. Mm-mm. And it's hard to... It's hard to take that in. Imagine that. Yeah. Right. But the test, um, the, uh, the assessment, we'll call it the assessment. The assessment is now owned by Gallup. And Gallup, some of you know, is they're known for their research. And so... I'm going to believe it for now. Yeah, it's been around Uh, for decades. Yeah, decades. Like like three decades at least. More than than three decades. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. So um, anyways, so assessment tests, very helpful. Okay, are we calling it a day on that one? Oh, did you want to say anything? I just wanted to um, to share a little bit about your strengths. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Because that has been been another, (laughs) like... Pain point for us is that Sienna's natural strength, a lot of it has to do with empathy. And that's my number one. And feeling how other people feel. Like she can just feel it. It just comes naturally to her. It's kind of, I imagine it as kind of like a sense of smell or hearing where she has this. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you have this <laughs> sense, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I do not have that in my top strengths. Yeah. So uh, 
that so that's why um that mismatch with us mm-hmm. has been a challenge many times because the way that I speak or my tone of voice um my choice of words maybe right facial expressions the energy that I bring has caused pain for Sienna's empathizer strength and I'm here clueless yeah because it's not your natural talent yeah it's lower on your thing where the deep thinking like input and intellection are in your top five for me intellection is my 11 or something now sienna knows this not too far but but what also helped with the empathy is when i am because of that strength of mine and there's also blind spots i mean there's a whole thing with with these talents that we can find out about ourselves. It's not just all in the positive lane. If you are hanging out in, in your blind spots of those talents, then it can have a negative effect. So one negative effect of, say, empathy is if I am overfeeling or overworrying about an issue regarding someone and I'm feeling what I imagine they must be feeling and I'm letting it consume me, and I have to talk to Toast about it for the 19th time to help me process. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, like, why can't you just let this go? I mean, you don't say that. <laughs> you don't say that to me. But it's like there have been times where it's like I've looked at you and thought, gosh, this stuff just doesn't bother you because mm. you're not that's not naturally a place that you reside where you're in their shoes and you're feeling another person. Right. You know, but here I am agonizing Mm. because it's so, that's second nature for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're like, just let it, the F go. (laughs) Let it go. But knowing that this is simply your top strength, Mm -hmm. it makes it easier for me to understand and accept. Yes. That. That's why it's so helpful. It's it's just just how you are. It's just like how my thoughts are. I can't just. That's who you are. Not think. <laughs> it's not so easy, right? We all, like and you she, said, strengths and, and their uh, blind spots. And then Toast also has, the, the, other, the other one I mentioned is, is input. And input is, it's people who like information. Like they collect all this information and they want to learn about a lot of different things. And that is totally Toast. Like I used to think, oh my God, you're listening to a podcast constantly and we're living in the same house. Are you just trying to tune me out? Mm. <laughs> but she just really likes to learn and collect information on this thing and then that thing and all this kind of stuff. So we highly recommend it has helped finding us. an assessment tool and starting with one and just seeing how far it takes you. On to number five. Five is about passion and polarity. In a one-syllable word, sex. Woohoo! This is still a very family-friendly episode. (laughs) It is. Our number five really, I guess it has two parts to it because here in the notes, I have do it. Mm -hmm. And then the other part is about that polarity piece. Mm -hmm. Well, let me just, I want to introduce this number five Mm -hmm. as just saying that sex is important. You know, it's another mode of communication. 
it's even another mode of consciousness, wouldn't you say? I think at times it can be another mode of consciousness. I think that it's good for your health. It's stress relieving. It's circulatory. Um, It's lymphatic drainage. I mean, there's all kinds of things. (laughs) There's all kinds of things if you need inspiration Mm -hmm. to have sex. Now, for people who aren't lesbians listening to this, whoever you are, and if you're still on this episode listening to lesbian relationship tips, um, there is something known in the lesbian circles called lesbian bed death. And that's when you have a committed lesbian couple who they just do not have sex. And sometimes they even um, sleep in separate rooms. That is something quite common among longstanding lesbian couples. And yes, we do realize it happens with non-lesbian couples also. Yes, but we but can't speak to we're not that. those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So sex is important. And when you think about, um, I know there are some people who view deep best friendships as even more important than your lover relationship. Uh, that has not been my experience, but I can believe that it is for some people. Mm-hmm. But what... But what, why sex is so important is because, aside from all the things I said, is because it, it is the one thing when you think about it that you don't do with anyone else. Yeah, if I, you're monogamous. Right. Yes. <laughs> Which we monogamous, are. monogamous. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a different way of sharing and being vulnerable that you don't do with your best friend, that you don't do with your closest confidant, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it is of a different level. There's energetic things that happen during mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. that really shifts the level of that relationship versus another deep kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. So it is important. And I know that, you know, for Toast and I, being of midlife age, you can have issues like hormonal imbalance where you just don't feel like doing it. Sometimes when you don't feel like doing it, it's just purely due to stress, if yeah, not hormones. Sometimes there's a lot of things. There's right, a lot, a lot of, of factors. Why. And I guess the hormones can be part of this mm-hmm. whole thing of just being exhausted. Being exhausted. And then also, too, uh, sex requires you to be in your body. Like, sure, I guess you could escape your body during sex. <laughs> but for a... Check your phone. The better experience is to be in your body. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, like during the day, whatever we're dealing with, it's, we have our phones attached to ourselves. It's just, there's so much going on. Mm. Our attention spans are very small and we're just not present. Mm. We're not present. And one of the things you need in order to have sex is to be present. And so if you don't feel like doing it, start looking at things like, have I just been, you know, just outside of my body escaping or not present or just not wanting, numbing, because it could be that. Um, But it also could be polarity, which is huge. Now, we have experienced this also, and this has been kind of like a constant challenge with the polarity piece. Because in um, a lot of Sienna's hours, she needs to be in what we call a masculine mode, meaning of energy, of mm-hmm. 
being in charge of things, of being the decision maker, of having to lead things. And <clears throat> if it wasn't for that, and if it was just she and I out on a prairie or a meadow somewhere <laughs> on a hike or something, then her energy is more naturally feminine than mine is. Yeah. My home base, my natural, most comfortable, safest space is in feminine, my own feminine energy. But again, like I said, because she has to spend a lot of her hours in a masculine energy, that because my energy is generally on the masculine side in a nat natural way, then that reduces the polarity, polarity. that reduces the contrast between mm -hmm. us. And we think that's, that's been a challenge because when you don't have the contrast, um, I think that kind of, that's that what kills it. That's yeah. Where's the yeah. dynamism, right? Right. If everything is just kind of one tone and monotone and you're just talking and it's all the same note and every, both people are the same type of energy, there's no sense of fire mm -hmm. and excitement. Yeah, totally. And, and I, anticipation mm -hmm. and like what's going to happen next and mm -hmm. mystery. And, it, and I know, and you can't have that on all the time. Like it can't be like that all the time. Right, right. But to to kind of dance in between those spaces, I think is really important and to recognize it in your relationship and how it plays itself out. Because I think too, um, just, you know, we're all changing and evolving. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I'm most grateful for is that as Toast and I change, we're always still walking in the same direction. You know, um, we might be on different paths, but we're always headed in the same direction. And I think that that's been a huge gift. And we talk about it. Yeah. It, it might not always be a smooth conversation, but we no. talk about it. And I think even just being aware of an issue mm -hmm. is part of solving it. Yes. Yes. Right? I mean, but what I was going to say... Now that I say that, I'm like, duh. But what I was going to say about the polarity piece is that I think... You know, like, so my day job has me in masculine, but I think you have naturally become more feminine mm. in some of your ways with your gentleness of like, you know, before you would do different kinds of workouts, mm. you know, mm. and there, and that also impacts your energy I too, was, your I workouts, the, the kinds of workouts you do. Yes. I was thinking the so, same thing. Yeah. yeah. And so, cause you notice the difference. I definitely feel a difference. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many different ways we can impact our own um, masculinity or femininity. And I know that every, like, we all have both sides, right. but there is a natural space we feel the best in, hmm. you know, or would prefer to, yeah. to be. What in. is natural for you? What mm -hmm. is the, what is that thing? So, so that's a lot of words about number, our number five, <laughs> but it really does come down to sex being important mm -hmm. and connective for the relationship and having polarity or I guess that's the word, right? Polarity. Yeah. Polarity. Yeah, polarity. And then be, be a help to Yes. That. To, to be able to have another tool in your toolbox to assess like, okay, what's happening here? Oh, you know, maybe it's this, mm -hmm. but the other thing is, 
and this, everyone says this, but I'll just be another person that says it. <laughs> okay. Like, you can't just be in bed and then go for it. Like, you, like the intimacy starts outside of the bedroom. Mm -hmm. You know, how you're choosing to connect with your partner, eye contact, what you're saying, physical touch. This go back just to the, the love connection. Languages. Right, right. Yeah. And how you are connecting outside. You can't expect it to start in the bedroom. Right. I mean, maybe some people can. We can't. <laughs> so that was number five. And we'll come right back with number four and number three. All right. And we're back. Number three. Oh, no. <laughs> number four. <laughs> Jumping ahead. Number four has to do with adventure and exploration and newness. And it's really about realizing that is or should be a priority, at least for us, mm -hmm. because our lifestyle, our jobs, the things that um, are required of us in our life, it doesn't naturally come with novelty and excitement. Nope. Now, we have a friend <sighs> who is a professional musician. Oh, yeah. And his is. He and his wife... Mm -hmm. Their, their occupation requires them to mm -hmm. travel all over. They're going to Greenland. They've been mm -hmm. to Outer Mongolia. They've, I mean... They went to Italy. So much newness and novelty mm -hmm. and excitement. But that's not us. Yeah. So we've had to really work at this. And then when they're back, they're just like, oh, thank God. Like they've enjoyed the trip, but like they're craving normalcy, found, you know, just the, just predictability. Mm. They want to do their laundry, you know, and it's just like the normal things. Mm -hmm. They want just the normal things. Mm -hmm. I remember, so kind of funny. I remember seeing Celine Dion on the Oprah Winfrey show one time and she was, oh, yeah. she was talking about <laughs> how excited she was to just like wash her car. Are you sure she said that? I remember the one when she said she just wants to buy her own tomatoes. Oh, okay. Like, she, I, was she, I can't imagine her washing a car, but maybe. Oh, really? Well, well if you remember that. I don't know. But so funny. And she, all Celine wanted to do was go to the grocery store so she could pick her own tomatoes. So she did not have to work at this uh, <laughs> looking for newness and novelty. Mm. Or, or maybe she did, but it yeah. was flipped on its head. For her, yeah. picking tomatoes was a new thing. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You know what this actually reminds me of? Um, something I heard on a, another podcast and it was two people talking with Lance Armstrong, the famous bicyclist. Anyway, so the, <laughs> the people were talking about, oh, remember Us Magazine? And there's the section oh. in Us Magazine <laughs> where it's like, celebrities, they're just like us. <laughs> and they were giving examples of, they, you know, they go to the store. They go to the grocery store. And <laughs> I love that Lance Armstrong interrupts them and says, no, no, I just have to. They don't go to the grocery store. <laughs> he goes, I don't go to the grocery store. Yeah. And so he, the big celebs don't yeah, go he's like, to no, the no, grocery no. store. No, they don't do that. Yeah. It was so funny. And he told this funny story about how one time he had to go because his 
people you know, weren't his there. people yeah. yeah were had a day off or something and then he was all proud of himself he got to the checkout and the cashier's ringing him up and he's all proud but the cashier looks at him and is like are you gonna bag it up because <laughs> yeah, he, he hadn't realized he hadn't yeah. been to a grocery store in so long that he didn't know they didn't yeah. they don't do it for you <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah so anyways okay how does this relate? Curious attitude. So that's also like with polarity. That's part of it. Having that adventure that helps it. Yes. The newness, the contrast, it does the dynamism. It. Right. Because in these moments of adventure, I think we naturally um, kind of revert back or settle into our natural ener- energy space. Hmm. Like I know when we're having an adventure, I'm very much in that receiving mode you know, which is a very feminine space. Mm. I'm not like out there trying to make things happen and commanding, commanding it. It's very natural for me. So I think, you know, part of that adventure, um, that's part of what it does, helps us just to fall back into our own natural energy space. And also I think it, you know, it really is human nature to bond when placed into a a new situation together. That's why COVID, the whole, I mean, what, what COVID that was new. How much bonding? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, anyways, that's not the best example, but, but I'm thinking negative adventures, but it's like, I see, you know, negative experiences that bring people together. Yeah. Well, like, remember we went to see that musical come from away and it was based oh, on the true so story good. of how yeah. all, after right after 9-11 happened they grounded all the planes so all yeah. of these international travelers all on one yes. you know all these various flights from all yes. across the world straight complete strangers to each other they're just, they happened to be on an international flight and they had to go and land in um newfoundland mm-hmm. and spend days there so all of these strangers trapped together in a completely new situation, but they bonded. They bonded. Because that's oh human nature when we're all, you know, when people are going through something new together that really connects them. So I think if if your life does not naturally include newness. Find your adventure. Yeah, yeah you have to kind of manufacture it and, and find new things to do, new places to go, new situations to, to put yourself in. And I guess that's part of the the magic of travel because it's that's new and, and you yeah. do that together and it bonds you. It creates these memories. And I think, too, with adventure, it just refills the well because it is something different, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes we need those things and just to just to experience something that you haven't before seen, even seen a different tree. You know, like you're seeing See, that's a the level tree. we live at. <laughs> we appreciate seeing different trees. But I will end this. What what number is this? Four? four. I will end this number four section by also saying with the adventure piece, it's also to stay curious about your partner. Mm. Stay curious about your partner. We can like Toast and I at this point now, we've been together for 22 years and it feels like, oh my God, I know what she's going to say. I know her inside and out. I know, and it's true. I know a lot of things. I know a lot of things about you, mm-hmm. but to leave room that I, how do I, I don't know everything about her. 
<laughs> I can't know everything about this other human being. I don't even know everything about myself. Right. And we're always right. evolving and growing. But if you allow room that you don't know everything about your partner, mm. I think that creates that space. Nice. For something yeah, it al- different. It, yeah, it almost know? invites them yeah, to, to, be, to be different. Yes. Yeah. All right. So that number was number four. Three. Prioritize adventure. Okay. Uh, number three. Number three is accept your partner, love them, not your fantasy of them. So, dun, I, dun, dun. So, I guess once, <laughs> so I guess once again, this kind of connects again to four, right? It's about finding It out also connects to the tools. The tools. Like Clifton Strengths, your oh, love languages, yes. you know, like really accepting yes. who they are. Right. And that includes... Accepting yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my notes, I, I jotted down, if your partner did everything perfect, exactly how you wanted them to do it, how would you know that you really loved them? Because there's no test of your love. Ooh. Right? If, every, if it's so easy to, to be with somebody and there's no... It's just smooth because they're just perfect. <laughs> Where's the proof mm. that, that you actually <clears throat> love them? Wow. Okay. I think, too, what's important to say in this number three is after 22 years is I think I, for many of these years, I had hoped for, well, one day Toast is going to change and be more empathic. Mm. She's just going to know how I feel. She's going to tune in and know that I'm not feeling the best. And she will ask me, how are you feeling today? And for many, 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 many years, I had been thinking and hoping like, okay, She's going to change into that. But that's why, but that's not accepting her. Because when I first met her, when I first met you, I feel weird because I'm going her and then you, you're right here. She, her. When I first (laughs) met you, you also didn't have, you weren't, you didn't have that empathy skill either. Hmm. But it was different because we were meeting for music. So that's another feeling kind of tone that kind of took over the space of the empathy space. Mm. So you've not, that's, that's who you are, right? That's my, so yeah, here Clifton I, strengths. That's your natural. I mean, I'm trying. That's your natural. And, and people can try. That. It's not about people not trying. It's not about not allowing the space for someone to change. But if you're waiting and, you know, putting everything on the line that, okay, well, when they change, that's just not going to work. And I think to hop back to number six about the the assessments, that's why that's also so powerful. Mm -hmm. Because again, you get that impartial view Mm -hmm. of a person's makeup Mm -hmm. and then you realize it's not personal. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, it's almost like 
being gay, like being LGBTQ, being non. We can say that because we're gay. <laughs> well, I think if I think well, if, you know, like if a child comes out to their parent, mm-hmm. the parent can either uh, disown them, mm-hmm. or the parent can say, "Oh, I love you." It doesn't matter to mm-hmm. me what you, you know, how you are, or I love you, no matter what you are, uh, how you choose to identify, what feels right for you. Or and they can say, it's a phase. They'll change. Right. And hope right. they do. That because they <laughs> yeah. want grandkids or whatever yeah. it might be, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they want a certain kind of child. Mm-hmm. And... It's that fantasy, right? And when it, we're talking about acceptance. Yeah, and it's kind right? of like being in a relationship. How do you, if, if you're the child, which is going to tell you, man, my parents love me. Yeah. They love me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many of us? But it's that really same have, concept. Their, parents are doing their best. I'm exactly. Not, that's the thing. Is we're all humorous. doing our best. But, all right. but, but that's the concept. Yeah. Of, mm-hmm. like, love your partner. Yeah. And we're not saying that, oh, well, you know, if, if you're stuck with somebody, you're stuck with them, so just love them. Like, there's a lot of factors involved, obviously, and some right. people, you know, it might not be healthy and might not be the best thing to be with the person that you're with. Um, but if you, you have made that decision and you can say, okay, you know what, this is part of... Uh, what my spiritual life and personal growth is, it's this is what life is, and I choose to be with this person, then I think that whole thing of loving fully, hmm. that's huge. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. So, so thanks for listening. That was number three. Accept your partner, love them, not your fantasy of them. Not your fantasy. Okay. So the next episode, we are going to be finishing off this top 10 list with a bonus, with a bonus. Oh my gosh, we got a bonus. Okay, I can't, I have to check my notes to see what that is to prepare for the recording. Thanks for joining us. We might have two. We appreciate you listening. We hope you are out there living your love story. And we're going to have all of the, the show notes for this and the episodes in the series on our blog so you can check that out at cnntoast.com slash podcast okay thank you live your love story bye bye are you looking for help on your path to healing i'm lisa campion i'm a psychic reiki master teacher and energy healer On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.